This is Exodus 12, and it is the longest chapter in the book of Exodus. So um, that's courtesy of Stephen Langton. We talked about him in Exodus chapter 11. So bear with me, this video will be a touch longer than all the others. Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be to you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to their father's houses a lamb for a household. And if the household is too little for a lamb, then he and his neighbour next to his house shall take one according to the number of the souls. You shall make your count for the lamb according to what everyone can eat. Your lamb shall be without defect. A male, one year old, you shall take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at evening. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel, on the houses in which they shall eat it. They shall eat the meat, eat the meat in that night, roasted with fire, with unleavened bread." They shall eat it with bitter herbs. Don't eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted with fire, with its head, its legs, and its inner parts. You shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, but that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. This is how you shall eat it, with your belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is Yahweh's Passover. For I will go through the land of Egypt all that night, and I will strike the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and animal. I will execute judgments against all the gods of Egypt. I am Yahweh. The blood shall be to you for a token on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a memorial for you. You shall keep it as a feast to Yahweh. You shall keep it as a feast throughout your generations by an ordinance forever. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away yeast out of your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off. From Israel. In the first day there shall be to you a holy convocation, and in the seventh day a holy convocation. No kind of work shall be done in them except that which every man must eat, only that may be done by you. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this same day I have brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations by an ordinance forever. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. There shall be no yeast found in your houses for seven days. For whoever eats that which is leavened, that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is a foreigner or one who is born in the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your habitations you shall eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, 
draw out and take lambs according to your families and kill the Passover. You shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning. For Yahweh will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, Yahweh will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. You shall observe this thing for an ordinance to you and to your sons forever. It shall happen when you have come to the land which Yahweh will give you as he promised that you shall keep this service. It will happen when your children ask you, What do you mean by this service? That you shall say, It is the sacrifice of Yahweh's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and spared our houses. The people bowed their heads and worshipped. The children of Israel went and did so, as Yahweh had commanded, Moses and Aaron, so they did. At midnight, Yahweh struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of livestock. Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. He called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up, get out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve Yahweh as you have said. Take both your flocks and your herds as you have said and be gone, and bless me also. The Egyptians were urgent with the people and sent them out of the land in haste, for they said, We are all dead men. The people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. The children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they asked the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and clothing. Yahweh gave the people favour in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they let them have whatever they asked. They plundered the Egyptians. The children of Israel travelled from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot, who were men in addition to children. A mixed multitude went up, also with them, with flocks, herds, and even very much livestock. They baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought out of Egypt, for it wasn't leavened because they were thrust out of Egypt and couldn't wait, and they had not prepared any food for themselves. Now the time that the children of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years to the day, all of Yahweh's armies went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed to Yahweh for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of Yahweh to be much observed by all the children of Israel throughout their generations. Yahweh said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it, but every man's servant who is bought for money when you have circumcised him, then shall he eat of it. A foreigner and a hired servant shall not eat of it. It must be eaten in one house. You shall not carry any of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of its bones. All of the congregation of Israel shall keep it. When a stranger lives as a foreigner with you and would like to keep the Passover to Yahweh, let all his males be circumcised. 
and let him come near and keep it. He shall be as one who is born in the land, but no uncircumcised person shall eat it. One law shall be to him who is born at home and to the stranger who lives as a foreigner among you. All the children of Israel did so, as Yahweh commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. That same day Yahweh brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their armies. That was a long chapter. And it starts with um, a thing called Rosh Hashanah, and that's what they call the Jewish New Year. And the Lord says to Moses, he says, this particular day, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to strike the firstborn, and this is going to be the beginning of months. And they call that Rosh Hashanah. And, um, or in Hebrew, I think it means the head of the year. And interestingly, this is also the day in Jewish tradition that they believe Adam and Eve, or Adam at least, was created, Eve being created very soon after. So this is um, this Rosh Hashanah, which is um, just before Passover, is when they believe the world was created and Adam with it. Now the Jews actually have several New Years. We kind of have it. We kind of have that too because we've got the financial year, which goes from July to June, but then we've got the calendar New Year, which goes from January to December, and. Um, there's different New Years, and some, the Jews have three or four of these New Years, so this is one of them, but they also have, they have a, um, an ecclesiastical or a liturgical New Year, as well as a civil New Year, and this is the beginning of the civil New Year. Excuse me. So Moses tells them to take a lamb, and this lamb has to be um, without defect. And, and now we see the introduction of an idea, a symbol, which is going to carry through the whole Bible. And God does a lot of this type of thing in these early books. We've seen some of them in Genesis, and there's, there's more of them to come, especially in Exodus and Leviticus. And so we see this idea of a lamb um, being killed, and it says it had to be a perfect lamb with no blemishes, and it had to be killed, and its blood had to be painted over the door of a house, up both sides and across the top. And then if people were in that house, the, the angel of death that came would pass over and not destroy the people. So they had to be under the blood. And this is the beginning of a symbol of the idea that a lamb would die to save people's lives. And that's why it's called the Passover, because the angel was going to pass over and not touch the people that were under that blood. And so later on, when Jesus comes in the New Testament, John the Baptist says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. It's incredible. And so here, this is, in other words, we look back at this and we see this is Jesus they're talking about. And it's interesting because you, the more you study it, the more you see little bits and pieces. For example, when um, they get told to cook the lamb, you know, they have to eat it, and it has to be completely consumed. None has to be left. And it says that they must not break a bone. And it's interesting that when Jesus dies on the cross, they, um, they want to go make sure, you know, he's next to these two thieves, and they want to go make sure that they're all dead because it's the end of the day and it's, it's the start of the Sabbath, and they don't want to leave people on crosses. So they go and they break the legs of the two people next to Jesus so that they will die. On crosses, part of it was um, if your legs were broken, you couldn't use your legs to push up and you could 
that's how you'd get a breath. But if you couldn't use your legs to push up because they were broken, you would asphyxiate and so you'd die pretty quickly. So they break these two, the legs of these two thieves, but when they come to Jesus, he's already dead. So they don't break his legs and Jesus is the Lamb of God and no bones are breaking. No bones are broken. So these little similarities are just everywhere. And so we've got the beginning of this symbol of a lamb right here. And of course, it's the people consume it. They eat it. And Jesus tells us in the New Testament to eat of him. <laughs> it's just over and over and over. And another symbol is this symbol of leaven. They have to eat their bread. They eat the meat and they eat the bread and it's the unleavened bread. And because leaven, leaven was an Egyptian invention. Well, not an invention, but an Egyptian discovery. And it would make bread rise. You know, we have loaves of bread that are, you know, but flatbread has got no leaven in it and it just stays the same size. And so the Egyptians used to leaven their bread, make loaves, but they didn't have time and they were told not to leaven their bread. And here's the beginning of another symbol, the idea that leaven is bad. If leaven is something, it's sinful or wrong. And we get to the New Testament and Jesus says things like, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. <laughs> in other words, there's something about them and their way of thinking that's tainted and it's not good and avoid it. So this, there's another symbol that begins here that goes all the way through the Bible, the idea of leaven being bad. And of course, when Jesus gets to the Last Supper, it's the Passover celebration. You know how like they were told here to remember it year after year and the children were going to ask about it. What was the meaning of it? Well, years later, Jesus is with his disciples and this is the celebration they're having and they sit down and Jesus says, I have long looked forward to having this celebration with you. And, and Jesus then says, you know, he, he picks up the, the symbols and says, this is my body, you know, eat it. It's all crazy stuff. So we look back at the Old Testament and we see these symbols. They're right there. And... You know, when they had to paint the blood on the doors, it says they had to use a hyssop branch. They're like a certain type of tree, and I guess the leaves were, were paintbrush-like. Kind of like a paintbrush. You could dip it in the blood, and it would contain some of the blood in it, and you could paint with it. And you know, um, so they, they used the hyssop, dipped in the blood, painted the doors. Do you know that in the New Testament, when Jesus is on the cross and he says, I'm thirsty, the Roman soldier gets a hyssop branch? Dips it in wine, <laughs> lifts it up to Jesus. And the symbols are just over and over. There's just so many of them. It's crazy, crazy stuff. And so finally we get to the end of this chapter. There's the last plague. All the firstborn die. It's terrible. There's a great cry in Egypt and they are thrust out. Pharaoh says, get out. And it says that it was 430 years to the day that they had gone to Egypt. And I've made a Toby talk explaining the 430 years, and you can find that on our channel. They weren't in Egypt the entire 430 years, but it was a period of 430 years from the beginning where Abraham had the call of God, and then he went to Egypt, and then suffering began with his son Isaac. There's a whole period of time. And now finally, it's 430 years to the day, and they're leaving, <laughs> just right on time, according to God's incredible plan. And I just think, look at chapters like this. It's a long chapter because it's got so much in it. It's no wonder Stephen Langton had to make it all be one cohesive unit. And um, if we just think, this is, is not only Jewish history, 
This is our history as well. And this is the final point that I want to close on. Um, the Lord said to Moses, he said, no foreigner shall participate in the Passover. And you'd think to yourself, well, you know, that counts us out. Because we don't participate in the Jewish celebrations. Um, we, we participate in Christ. And so we, we keep the Passover because we're in Christ. But you'd say to yourself, well, I'm not Jewish. I'm a foreigner. But that's the good thing about God. In God's mind, a foreigner isn't an ethnic thing. It's not ethnic whether you're a foreigner or not a foreigner. It's whether you believe as to whether you're a foreigner or not a foreigner. And if you're someone that doesn't believe, you have no regard for God, you're a foreigner. But if you love the Lord and you believe, then you're in his family and you definitely should participate in Christ. So thank God we're, we're included. We're not foreigners any longer. And the New Testament tells us that. He says, once you were foreigners, but now you've been brought near. Thank the Lord. So Father, we're so grateful for this Passover passage. Really, really appreciate all you have done. And Lord, years ago, you delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. And now the blood of Christ has been painted over the door of our lives. And we've been saved. We thank you, Lord, that the, the, the judgment that was hanging over our head is gone. And we've been brought into the family of God. And we thank you for it so much. Amen. Thank you.